0: You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth.
1: When I'm on site... To install a job, to complete a space after the items have been ordered, after the vision has been completed, after I've picked up all the accessories when I'm on site with my handyman or my team of handymen and assistants, I wanna let you know what I always bring with me. So that's what we're discussing on today's episode of Big Design Small Budget. I'm Betsy Helmuth and we are digging into the toolkit. So I literally bring a toolbox with me to every install. And in that toolbox, I have must-haves. I have whittled it down to the bare minimum because I used to take the subway to all my jobs so I'd have to carry this thing with me all day long. So I had to be really minimal. I had to take only the bare necessities. And so this is what I whittled it down to. I want to share the things with you and tell you why they're so important so that maybe you keep them in your home toolkit and maybe it'll help you with your installs. So here we go. The first thing I always have in my toolkit, I'm just going to go through everything, are band-aids. So you never know what's going to happen, but I can almost always guarantee that somebody's going to open a box and even the cardboard can cut your finger sometimes or instead of you know, if I'm wielding the hammer, who knows what can happen when I go to tap that nail? But let's just say I've lost a couple fingernails in the process. And so I know from experience that I always bring one of those mini first aid kits that's loaded with band aids, neosporin, and some Advil. The next thing that I always bring with me to installations to give a space that finishing touch so that way when the homeowner arrives home and opens the door for the big reveal the way that i can make the space feel almost enchanted by design fairies is to bring a lot of votives so i go to ikea and i get one of those bulk bags of unscented votives because you never know who's going to have a perfume allergy or how it's going to interfere with eventual cooking smells that they might want to have so i always go for unscented all we need is the visual Of these beautiful votives sprinkled throughout the room that really make the space come to life. I also use a lot of votives when I'm entertaining in terms of parties. I just make sure to put them on high up shelves and places because we have a lot of kids at our parties. So there we go. I always regret forgetting to bring clear packing tape. In fact, just this weekend, clear packing tape was on sale at Costco and I got 10 rolls, that's too much. Like you don't really need that much, but uh, I should be set for the next few installs. That's for sure. So I love that big, thick, two-inch packing tape that I can use to bind boxes, if that's what the building regulates when I'm working in apartments, that I can use to repackage things that came broken if I have some returns. I always have use for clear packing tape, and I never forget it. And when I do forget it, I find myself running to Duane Reed to pick some up mid-install. I also always bring with me a few design magazines. You're like, Betsy, who has time for free reading? You're supposed to be installing an apartment. Yes, I totally get it. You are right. But I use design magazines for a time when I might get stuck. So if I am styling a bookcase or styling an entry table or trying to make a bedside table look super comfy, cozy, practical, inviting, I will look to a magazine if I'm feeling uninspired. I must say I primarily use it with bookcases and hutches where I have to style really densely with a lot of different things because most of my clients, myself included, do not have a lot of glamorous objets. We are going to accessorize with a lot of paperbacks, with a lot of picture frames from Pottery Barn or Michaels or West Elm with pictures of our kids, with tchotchkes that we've picked up on vacation. So I'm not using a lot of ornate vases or expensive accessories or even fancy bookends. I'm really just trying to work with what I have, but style it in a pretty impressive way. And so sometimes I'm stumped, by the lack of inspiring items I may have on hand. And so I really lean on books, magazines, visuals, just to spark my imagination and give me a little bit of inspiration to keep me going because there's a lot of surfaces to style when you're designing an entire home or apartment in a matter of several days. Something else that I love is I love frog tape. So frog tape is a painter's tape, but it's a green kind. And it's really so much better than that blue painter's tape we're all familiar with if you're painting. Because it really seals the edges nicely. If I'm trying to do any decorative treatment in terms of a stripe or any pattern on the walls, it's not going to bleed through. So I only use frog tape when I am doing a painting treatment or a mural. But I find it to be the best paint tape around. So that blue tape I don't actually use even though it's called painter's tape for painting because it doesn't seal as well. The paint often bleeds no matter how hard I press on the edge. But I actually use that blue painter's tape constantly. So not to toss it to the side or talk too bad about it because that blue painter's tape is indispensable for me on installs. Because what I do is I go around the room, and I tape off with the blue painter's tape where everything should go. So I tape off where every piece of artwork should be hung, I tape off exactly where the rug should be laid, I tape off exactly where the table should go on top of that rug, and then I have my handyman put everything in its place. I have to give them minimal instruction. I'll make a little L shape with the tape and say, put the picture right there. The corner of the picture goes right at the corner of the tape and there's no confusion. I can just do my thing in terms of setting everything up and they just come behind me, boink, 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 executing and then peeling off that blue tape. If you use another kind of tape, like the white masking tape, you'll find that it will remove finishes from hardwood floors. It will take off the top layer of paint. In fact, sometimes blue painter's tape even mars surfaces. So what I'll do before I put on the wall is I will walk around with two legs full. I'll wear jeans and two legs filled with little painter's tape L's. I put them on my jeans first to help detack them a little bit. It picks up a little bit of the texture of the jean and reduces the stickiness of the tape. And that way the tape stays on the wall, but it doesn't cling too tightly. Something else that I love to bring with me is Goo Gone. So Goo Gone, they sell in a little bottle. You can get it at any hardware store, I prefer the little bottle to the big because a little bit of gone goes a long way. But I use it to take off price tags. So I really hate it when people leave the price tags on the bottoms of their lamps, on the bottoms of their vases, on the bottoms of their trays. It just looks shoddy. Even if people aren't regularly turning over your stuff... It just feels bad knowing that you took the easy way out and left the tag on. And people, and by people I mean retailers, use the darndest glue to put this stuff on. It really sticks. So when I'm struggling, especially with glassware from Crate and Barrel, I mean, what do they put on those price tags? So when I'm struggling to remove these things, I'll get a little x blade and I'll get my Goo Gone and it is the magic formula to make it peel off with a quickness. The other reason that I carry Goo on is because a lot of my clients have children and a lot of children, including my own, put stickers on everything from windows to furniture to floors. I will find Ninja Turtles. I will find alphabet stickers. I will find strawberry shortcake plastered all over things and That ruins any look, so it must come off, and I find Goo Gone is the best for getting off those little stickers. The other thing that I never fail to bring with me is a hammer. And of course, you don't just have to use it for nails. I use it to put the lids back on paint cans. I use it for a lot of different things. They're escaping me now. But anytime I forget my hammer, I'm always asking my handyman, can I borrow your hammer? And they love that. They really love that. So just make sure if you're working with handymen to bring your own hammer. B-Y-O-H, people. I also always bring a lighter. And of course, I bring a lighter for those votive candles and not for much else. But it's handy to have. I bring a lint roller as well. Because when you are taking things out of packages and unwrapping, lint flies everywhere, even in a very clean home. So all of a sudden, your navy throw pillow has speckles of white, especially if some of the things that you're opening have that styrofoam. Those beads from the styrofoam packaging just get everywhere when it breaks apart. And I find the fastest and most effective way to get rid of those little suckers is with an industrial lint roller. So I get one of the big ones, one of the 3M lint rollers from Home Depot, and I roll that place. That's how I roll. Get it? (laughs) Measuring tape. I never leave home without a measuring tape. It doesn't matter if I'm on an install or if I'm just going to the grocery store. I love to measure. It's like really the only thing you need as an interior designer. You need a measuring tape and like a pencil and paper, and you're pretty much good to go. So I just feel naked without it. That being said, I am very picky about the types of measuring tapes I like. When I'm training new designers, they show up on the first day of the job and they think bigger is better wrong. They show up with those huge industrial 25-foot measuring tapes with the thick claw on the end. And that is the exact opposite of what you want. And the reason is that that claw that's meant to grab onto things and keep the measuring tape in place can really scar and damage hardwood floors. It can pull on the texture of upholstery. I really hate those big industrial measuring tapes, not just because they're heavier than like a brick, but because they do damage. So I prefer a dainty tape. I prefer a dainty tape that is a 12 foot. And I wish they made a dainty 16 because 12 foot is at the limit. I'm always wanting to go to like a 12 complete extension. And you know, if you've spent a lot of time with measuring tapes, it only takes you to a half a foot it's like 11 and a half. It's not really 12 because to recoil it the whole way is like straining. So I wish they made a 16 foot. If anyone's listening who works for a hardware store, please keep that in mind. A dainty 16 that has a nice small claw that's maybe only a half an inch thick. It's just so much more manageable, easy to carry, and I know it's never going to harm any furniture. So even if that means that I have to measure in chunks, which is how I measure when I'm alone, I measure in about 10 foot chunks where I start one section and then I look and see where that extended to and then I start the next section and I add those two together. I know, it sounds labor intensive, but it is worth it to know that your damaged floor is not on my conscience. So I also love to bring mini speakers. When I'm working with my team, not only do I want to get in my zone, I also think that the beat is motivating to keep us all on task and to keep the day going by quickly. Personally, when I'm listening to music, I love Jason Mraz or Eric Hutchinson. That's my Pandora station of choice. And he was a former client. Oh, little design secret there. But uh, when I'm working with my team, I need something upbeat. I need Michael Jackson. I need Lady Gaga. I need Justin Timberlake. I need something that's not too hardcore because I can't have a lot of cursing at the client's house with my rap music. But I need something that's got a nice beat to it that everyone will stay motivated and hammer in time to Lady Gaga. I love to bring magic erasers. Not only do I bring magic erasers to a job site, I also leave a box behind on all my installs with a nice big bow. Because magic erasers are magic. I don't know if you've ever used a Mr. Clean's magic eraser, but if you have not, you have not lived yet. And you can pick them up at any pharmacy, Target, CVS, You name it, bodega, everybody has it because it's a game changer. Not only will it take off soap scum from a shower, will it take off rust from a sink, will it take off, ugh, it takes off everything, but it also takes off scratches from floors. It takes off scuffs from walls. It is amazing. And whenever I have anything, oh, you know what I did the other day? Okay, this is TMI. Design. TMI. I'm a new driver. I drove a lot up until the end of college and then I moved to New York for 15 years and I didn't drive really at all. So not only did I become terrified of driving but I also became not so good at it. So the other day because I moved up to Westchester now and I'm relearning how to drive, I parked poorly at Costco. Yep, parked poorly at Costco as you do. And they had these big red stanchions in the middle of the road. And I clipped one of the big red stanchions with my big white SUV. And it left this huge, it, it looked like my SUV got like scraped by cat claws. These red streaks on the side of my car. And they were super noticeable. Of course, red on white is not something you miss. And I knew. I, like, wasn't even worried about it. I knew when I got home that my boyfriend – don't tell my husband, guys – but I knew my boyfriend, Mr. Clean, was going to take care of that chisel. And I took one of my magic erasers. I got it a little bit damp, like it says on the box. Not too damp. Just a little bit. And then you wring it out so that it's just mildly tacky. And I scrubbed that car, and you would not even know I did anything. There's not even a trace of pink, that cherry red – streak blemish scar claw mark is gone thanks to two bucks worth of magic eraser and five minutes and that mark was not small (laughs) not small not little not pretty and now it's gone so there's nothing mr eraser mr clean magic eraser cannot do Go out and get a box today. And if you just happen to be at Costco, uh, first of all, try and park better than I did. And second of all, right now they have a sale on an industrial box of magic erasers. And they have three different types. One for kitchen, one for bath, and one for multi-purpose use. And they are amazing. So of course, while I was there, I bought that box and then took the box home to fix all my problems. I also bring with me in my toolkit, a Purdy paintbrush, and that's P-U-R-D-Y. And I'm particularly fond of Purdy because its bristles don't shed. So when I'm painting at a client's apartment, it's usually to touch up. I've patched a hole from a previous piece of art that they've had with some spackle. You're gonna wanna get ready, patch spackle, by the way, guys. And by the way, this show is not sponsored by any of these people. I just really, really like their stuff. Ready Patch Spackle, the only spackle you'll ever need. So when I'm using my Ready Patch Spackle and after it's dry, I like to repaint with my Purdy paintbrush because I know the bristles won't fall out. If you're using one of those cheap paint brushes from the hardware store, you will find that the bristles will fall out and get dried onto the wall and that's unsightly. Now, the other thing that is my interior design secret, if you watched last week's episode, watched? If you listened to last week's episode, you will know that I really carried the things I learned at Tom Felicia close with me even now. And one of the things that one of the designers taught me at Tom Felicia was to carry around this book called The Pocket Decorator by Pamela Banker. And in this book, Basically, it's a refresher course on all the interior design lingo that you would need to know to sound like an expert designer. So ever wondered about all the chair styles in the whole wide world? Well, it has everyone listed and you can speak fluently and expertly about every armchair under the sun. Want to know more about window treatments? It is my one-stop shop when I'm looking for something I may not be familiar with, when I'm dealing with a window that is stumping me. I really recommend picking it up at Barnes & Noble or on Amazon. I'll also have a link to it on my Big Design smallbudget.com show notes page because this book is indispensable and the best part about this book is that it's tiny. So it fits in my toolkit. I have no problem carrying it around because it really doesn't weigh that much and it has so much amazing information. When I was a young designer starting out, sometimes you don't want to sound like you don't quite know. So I just peek off in the corner with my tiny book and look it up and come back with every answer I needed. Before I get to the next item in my toolkit, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Do you love learning about design? Do you wish you could take a deeper dive into the topics we discuss every week on my podcast? You can. I offer online design classes. Just head to the website BigDesignSmallBudget.com and you can check out my online classes there. I offer three different courses, one in feng shui, one in styling, and one that focuses on furniture selection, size, etc. Choose from those classes or take all three and get a copy of my book for free. Each class is $40 or get that combo pack with the book, three classes and the book mailed to your home for $90. Mention promo code PODCAST to get 15% off your entire order. Check out my classes learn more, empower yourself so that you can go shopping with confidence and design a space that looks uniquely you while having optimum flow. Check it out at BigDesignSmallBudget.com. So welcome back to my toolkit, guys. Let's peek inside and see what else is in there. The next thing that's in my toolkit always are professional picture hangers now professional picture hangers my favorite brand being oox value pack that has all different sizes there are these little triangular brass looking things that have these very thin nails that come in the pack with them and each of the triangular brass hooks is labeled with the amount of weight that it can hold Love that because I'm often hanging super heavy mirrors or very light pictures. And so I'm not wasting that super heavy mirror hook on something like a 5x7 image. So I love these professional picture hangers even though they are significantly more expensive than a nail or even a screw. I love them because they work well in plaster walls, in sheetrock walls, and if you ever want to move your picture, they're really easy to pop out and they don't leave big holes because the tiny nails that they come with are just so small. They're like little sharp tacks of sorts. It also makes them really easy to tap in with just a hammer and muscles like mine, which are not, not big, not toned. (laughs) So there we go. Uh, I love a good sanding block. So after I've spackled with my Ready Patch spackle, then what I want to do so that I get a, a nice smooth finish so that it doesn't have any rough edges and just looks like it's a part of the wall, like there was never a hole there from one of my perfect picture hangers anyway. So what I would do is I take that sanding block. It looks like sandpaper. And a sponge had a baby. It's basically a sponge that's covered in sandpaper, so it's really easy to hold, really easy to manipulate, and it has one side that's angled, so I can get into tight places, small places, and still get that really even sand. Love the sanding block. Less than three bucks at your local hardware store. I would like to share something with you now before I mention my next item. Most designers and handymen include a utility knife in their pack. But utility knives scare me. I'm a little klutzy. I'm not exactly what one would call graceful. And they just terrify me. I know one slip of that utility knife. And I am bound to need stitches or lose a finger. So I'm a big scissor fan. And I go through scissors like they are water because I'm not a good sharpener either. So I get a lot of amazing scissors. I get them at Costco. I get them at Ikea. has like four packs for six bucks. And I always have a pair or two on me. Like always. Same with the measuring tape because I'm a big wuss around anything else. I love screws and anchors screws and anchors, and then of course you'll need a screwdriver, both Phillips and flathead. It's nice to have just an assortment of those everywhere you go because you never know what you might need. And some of my handymen prefer hanging pictures with screws and anchors, and certainly it's great for things like curtain rods or mounting furniture to your wall in terms of childproofing. You can't go wrong with just a nice assorted kit, which I get at Ikea, but certainly there's lots of places to get them, of screws and anchors. I always bring with me as well one of those little hotel sewing kits. You know those? Because stuff happens. (laughs) Like um, somebody has a tear in their sofa so I can just stitch it up real quickly. Somebody, I don't know, maybe, oh, you know what? Sometimes when you pull a tag off of a pillow, it leaves a tiny hole. Even if you're trying to be super, super careful. So I just whip stitch that. I just bring it out. You never know when you're going to need a sewing kit. For instance, if you have anything that has buttons on it, like those West Elm or Pottery Barn pillow covers, one might be a little bit loose. I find that I need a sewing kit more regularly than one would imagine and not in my life, but more in my work. So I highly recommend picking one of those up. I also need that spackling knife. So you heard me talk about ready patch spackle, the only spackle you'll ever need, but you'll need a spackling knife to apply it. Believe me, I have once looked at spackling knives and been like, can't I just use a regular knife or a piece of cardboard or something flat? No, you really shouldn't. A spackling knife is going to be just the thing you want. However, you do not have to spend a lot of money. I happen to think that the plastic ones that are less than $2 are equally as good as the metal ones that tend to be over $6. So I love the plastic spackling knives, but do use a spackling knife. Don't think about using a butter knife or anything else. Because nothing else will give you that smooth wall finish that you're looking for. Speaking of smooth finishes, I love Windex wipes. When I'm working on a space, inevitably I will get fingerprints on their mirror. You'll see smudge prints from where I framed one of their pictures. So I just pull out a Windex wipe because who wants to carry a bottle of Windex around with you? So I have one of those little wipe containers that looks like it should hold baby wipes, but instead it's Windex and I just wipe things off and it is a game changer. I can leave a streak-free shine every single time. The other thing that I really love, and this is the last item I'll be discussing that's in my toolkit. It's really the last thing that you'll need. If you have everything else I talked about, you're in good shape, but you will need some wood markers. So when you're buying furniture at Ikea, at Wayfair, at Hayneedle, at the aforementioned in the previous episode, Bellacore, you will get furniture that has some issues sometimes. Even if you get it at West Elm. Sometimes it comes with a scrape. Sometimes it comes with a dent. And so I really love wood markers because they come in different shades. I have a set of four for dark woods, light woods, mid-tone woods uh and then cherry like woods and i can easily use it i just color on the imperfection and then wipe off the excess from around the edges they also work well on floors and i really like them a lot better than the wood wax fillers they do have like these sort of wax tools that you can warm up with your fingers and press into the wood to fill gouges but i just don't think that that's very effective and is really difficult to use and doesn't always blend very nicely. I do really enjoy the wood markers. And again, you can pick them up at any local hardware store. So guys, do you feel like you've gotten that inside peek? Do you feel like you know exactly what's in my kit behind the scenes? Well, you do. So there you go. If there's something you want to know about something else, something I've mentioned, something you always carry with you, I want to hear about it. So write me. Let me know. And if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Spread the word. Rate and review us on iTunes. It is such a help to the little podcast that could. Big design, small budget. Thank you so much to our producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the Embassy, our house band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the premier place to get beautiful design on a budget. And finally, join us this Thursday... Oh my goodness. Remember last episode when I told you about the bird? She's back. Um, So as you can hear, I'm taping again in my Westchester office with my erratic finch in the clock behind me. (laughs) who chimes at all different hours. But anyway, back to our topic. I think I was saying rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, and I was telling you we have another Facebook Live event coming up Thursday at 4 o'clock. Join us at Affordable Interior Design on Facebook, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Send in your questions in advance or write to me on the spot. I want you to be able to get a great look on your own. I'll tell you how. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Until next week, I'm Betsy Helmuth. Bye.